knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. This is the Colorado Hunting Hub Podcast, where we cover hunting in the West, but mostly hunting in the destination state of Colorado. You'll find information that'll help you plan, prepare, and motivate you for your hunt, but also keep you updated on happenings in the Western hunting world. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy. All right, guys, I am recording with some new equipment. And it's all thanks to a few listeners. Threw out a little quick Facebook fundraiser just to help me out. A bunch of you freeloaders are getting some free entertainment, good or not. I don't know. Uh, But it's got some info in here. So it's it's free. And so those of you that's thrown me a couple of bucks, I really, really appreciate it. Even if that was my mom, my uncle, uh, a couple of old old friends from back in South Dakota. Uh, thanks, Holly. Uh, one of my old students, JT. Appreciate it very much. Lisa did a bunch of sharing. And then gentleman, uh, way, way east, uh, his name is Steve. He wrote me a real nice email. Appreciate that very much about his hunt that he's got planned in Colorado going second season and uh, how... He's using an XO pack. His uh, wilderness athlete helped him a bunch in preparation, and he's uh, pretty excited. So good luck to you, Steve, on that hunt, and I hope, uh, hope things work out great for you. But thanks also for the, the support there and throwing me a couple of bucks. We are 15 bucks away from my goal. I set that as just kind of a pretty conservative goal. So I purchased a Zoom PodTrack P4. It was about $200. Just a little interface here to be able to record anywhere. So what that's going to do is allow me to be mobile, allow me not to have to rely on an internet service to be able to record. I can go somewhere. I can do some things in the field. I'm even thinking about bringing this and doing a in the field, midday, no antelope kind of hunt uh, podcast recording uh, while I'm on a hunt. So I think that'll be kind of fun. And then it, uh, uh, the rest of the money, I haven't spent it yet, uh, but we're going to get some, another mic, maybe some headsets, just depend on what else comes in. If we go above the goal, then uh, that's okay too, because I'll get uh, some more headset, more mics, and then we can have some more in person and, and do some things. So I've got a bunch of things planned. Life's just been a little crazy lately. I got on the... Uh, Got on the 
flow chart for work, which, uh, because I had some symptoms and, and had to go get COVID tested and whatever else. So I didn't sound all that great. <clears throat> Still don't sound super great, but, uh, no COVID for me and off the chart back to work and, uh, trying to get caught up with things and trying to get, uh, some more podcast stuff organized, but it's also hunting season. I mean, come on, we got to, if I'm going to have a hunting podcast, I got to be gone hunting some of the time. Also got a article out there now, a second one, a blog post with Big Agnes. I posted it on the Facebook and Instagram. Uh, check that out. Big Agnes has been a stellar organization to work with. I've been really, really pleased with them. Uh, super friendly, super, they want to get engaged with the hunting community. So make sure you check out their stuff to for your hunting gear because you don't need a camel sleeping bag or a camel tent. That just doesn't make sense. There's no need for that. Might as well go with a company that has some some quality gear. This antelope hunt is going to be roughing it in my camper at a KOA, but uh, so I don't really won't be using much for for the big Agnes gear in this hunt. But will be in in future hunts and uh, in, in previous hunts. It uh, proved to keep me warm and it was warm and dry. It was pretty nice. But we're just days away from the 2020 Colorado antelope season here in Colorado. Rifle season, that is. And I've been working on an impromptu hunt. I thought I was going to be drawing a decent tag in northwest Colorado. That didn't happen. Uh, I was really curious to see where our point creep is now in Colorado. Yep, here it is. Um, in Colorado, there is somebody with now 30 two preference points so there's some there's some serious seriously good quality uh units in colorado it's not really one of those states that people say yes i'm gonna go hunt an antelope in colorado uh but there are some good stuff and and a lot of those units are are in the northwest or there's some really good units uh in the central south west area as well so and and plenty of stuff in the the northeast and the the east as well but i guess the best way to check on some of that is i asked about antelope in the northwest region outlook way back when you have to scroll through and uh what motivated me to pick up an antelope tag just on the leftover list was that interview with julie stivert and the the things that she talked about that, yeah, it's a lot of private land, but you can get some permission on some of that private. So I'm excited about that. I picked up a tag with pretty much all private. So we'll see how that goes. I'm not certain as to where I'm going to be hunting. And it's, and it's kind of driving me nuts. <laughs> You've, there's a lot of unknowns and I don't know, I don't have a piece of property that I can necessarily go to right off the bat. Uh, other than a little piece of public, but it'll probably be pretty crowded. So I'll hit that first thing and uh, try after that some private. So, but I'll get into that in just a sec. So yeah, the draw was not successful and I resorted to the leftover list. And I'll tell you what, just today there was two tags that required 17 points to draw that hit the leftover list. So if you watch that closely, uh, you can pick up some really good tags. There's been plenty of really really good ones that hit that so there's there's still tags that you can you can pick up at this point 
there's some leftovers and maybe some dough tags and that sort of thing. Uh, so you're, you're quite limited, but if you miss the draw or you don't hit things in the draw, there's some, there's some other options. So prior to this hunt, I chatted with that biologist recording a podcast. Secondly, I, I sent her an email after I drew the tag or I, I went and bought the tag and I chatted with her just about a couple of things. And she said, yeah, steer clear of the public. It's not really worth it. Too many people, not enough of it. So, uh, that got me the start. And then she gave me some contacts for the, some game wardens in the area. Called them and started asking. I had specific questions lined up just about concentrations, trophy size, that sort of, or quality of animals, kind of where they're liking to hang out. If there's certain areas, units within this whole area that, uh, that, that would hold the animals. And, so I asked those sorts of questions. What I found out talking to the game warden is heavy drought year, which we all kind of know. So I'll find the water. And uh, then I noticed there was a lot on using Onyx. I found that there was a lot of agricultural land. And then there was a big swath of rangeland going straight through. So I wanted to see kind of where those were hanging out. I think I had to be hanging out in most of the egg land. And that's what the game warden said. But I had a buddy who was muzzleloader hunting there who said that they were elsewhere. Yeah, so when I spoke with him, he said that they were mostly on the rangeland. And I don't know what, what where they're actually at in the rut activity. So reached out to our winner of our XO pack, Michael King, and uh, he's looking into some of that just to see where they're where they're at. So been try, trying to read people's posts, chatting with different people uh, on what their rut activity currently is. And from what I've heard, uh, they're post-rut, or so looking to regain some energy, focusing on some food and some of the water, uh, maybe separating out from some of those herds. Or uh, if they're anything like elk or any ungulate, I'm sure they're going to stick around the does at some point so when one comes back into the cycle, they can breed her. That would be my guess, just as understanding basic biology of, of most ungulates. So they're, since we're a little further south, they may still be doing a little running. I'll find out here shortly. Also, things I've been doing prior to is, is getting some gear ready. We're between seasons, so it's not like I've been waiting and waiting and waiting for this hunt. This I just finished one. Archery season just end, ended today. And so now it's on to the next thing. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. A 30-odd 6 is what I'm going to be using. I wish I had a little smaller caliber, but it'll work great. Uh, get the coolers ready, primed, and uh, some ice blocks in there so they're cool. They're chilled down before you just put ice in there. And uh, um, I'll be ready to quarter these things quick. Weather actually looks pretty good. I think it's going to be in the 70s, so it's, I'm not going to be hunting in... 80, 90 degree weather, which will be a giant bonus for meat care. So here's my tactics. 
I'm in a heavily private land only unit. First thing I'm going to do is hit the public opening morning early, early, early. Get my truck parked there because I'm sure there's going to be multiples. Uh, it's a couple thousand acres. So I figured with that much land that there's multiple access points to, I get a chance. And even if that there's somebody, a lot of shooting or whatever, and, and they get pushed, well, great. I, there's a shot. I, I've noticed with deer, elk, antelope anything on that opening morning hit those those kind of areas first because they're going to be absolutely worthless by the afternoon so i'm going to hit those first try and see what what's there because i'm also not going to be knocking on doors at seven o'clock in the morning that just would be totally rude so by late morning if i still i haven't found anything on that public i'm going to go find just drive the roads go find some goats and hopefully by cruising roads. There's a lot of country over there. Decent amount of roads uh, that, that'll cover that pretty good. So I'll just be covering and looking and looking and looking. Trying to find some some uh, some property. And it'll be on X heavy. I've already downloaded my maps and had some great detail in downloading the maps. Making sure that they are uh, that I get the detail in that. And I can see who the landowner is. Uh, and... That'll be important. There's a lot of properties where you'll never find that landowner because it's a trust land or something, not trust, but it's in trust or a uh, large organization of some sort and getting permission on that might be a little tricky. So I'm going to maybe hopefully avoid some of those and find some of those smaller parcels or, or places where uh, hopefully they've got a no trespassing or ask for permission or Hunting with permission only, and they put their their phone number there. Hopefully, that's a, a thing. Maybe it's a pipe dream. I don't know. Mid-morning for the rest of the day. Try and find some goats and get permission. One thing I haven't figured out yet is, like, I'd like to have something for them. So, if anybody's got any suggestions of, of a gift or some, if someone lets me hunt and uh, I want to bring them something, what do you bring them? Uh, I'd... I'm away from home, uh, so I, I don't even know who I'm going to stop by. I don't know how long I'm going to be there. I'm a little ways from town. Uh, just bring 10 packs, of, six packs of beer with me, and knock on the door and say, hey, here you go. Can I hunt? Thank you. I don't know. So I, if you got any suggestions on, on what kind of thing, things I could bring to a landowner to show appreciation, love to hear it. So after I get permission, uh, here's the tactics that I'm going to impose on, on my hunt is I may try the cow decoy, just an old moo cow. I may try some of the old Eastman style hunting with, uh, there's an antelope call. I read Eastman's hunting trophy antelope book a long time ago. And have never tried it, but I ran into the the old antelope calls. It's supposed to calm them, I guess. I don't know. Well, I'll give you a report on that, see if it does anything at all. I've been wanting to try it. And then I'll use as much terrain as possible. However, it's flat as can be there. So I don't know what kind of terrain I'm going to have. And all I got to do is get within 300 yards. 300 yards would be great. Uh, I don't, don't really want to shoot any further than that. I will if I have to, but at 300 yards is probably where I feel feel pretty good. 500 is absolutely out 
400 is probably out too. So if the terrain allows using the terrain to approach, uh, with their heads are down, that's when I'm going to try and move. And if that requires me to belly crawl, so be it. That's what I'll do. Hopefully not hear that nasty alert sound that they give. Cause that's not that you can hear that like a mile away as they're sending the alarm. But before all that, try and get, if it's an evening or uh morning, try and get the sun behind me. That was one tr- tactic. My grandpa always taught me is get the sun behind you so that, uh, you're not shining like a elk on a sun exposed hillside. So, you know, as soon as that sun hits the hillside, elk just pop. So if you're, uh, got the sun in your face, you just pop out and you're obvious. So trying to get that sun to your back, I think is my big tactic. And we'll see. It's, uh, I haven't hunted antelope in quite some time. I'm excited about it. Antelope are one of the coolest animals in North America, I think. I love hunting elk, probably a little bit more, but antelope, are, I think, are one of the coolest. They have some really unique biology. Listen back to the episode in the north, no, southeast re- region with Julie. She talks about her uh, kind of obsession with them as well because they're a unique and cool animal. I do not have a decent spotting scope, so that's going to be a problem uh, because if I'm driving and finding, it'd be good to have some decent glass. But I do have my my Mavens and my Vortex binos. Uh, I think those Mavens are some odd thing, like 45 by 52 or 49. I don't know what it is. It's something. But a little bit bigger than my 10 by 42s. So that'll be good. Try and pick pick some antelope out. Uh, either way, I'm going to get used to spotting them. I feel like I'm pretty good at spotting antelope, and, and that's one thing antelope hunting requires is just being able to see them and pick them out before they see you. See you. I've, I've been able to spot antelope pretty easily in the past, and, and, and you just it's one of those things. Train your eye to, towards it. they got a big white butt. Hopefully it's not flaring up because that means they're alarmed. Uh, but look for that white spot. Look for that little little uh, change in scenery way out there. And hopefully there's an antelope that doesn't see you. I'm not really interested in, in uh, field judging necessarily on these. I just need something. I'm going to use the ears as a measurement. And hopefully I got double the length of an ear. And, and have something there to... That's that's measurable. I'd rather not shoot a six inch. That's that's a, a little smaller. I'd love a twelve inch antelope. That's my goal for this trip. And the, what the game warden said is is eleven and twelve inch are all over. Thirteen and fourteen inch, you're pretty lucky. So I'll take anything in that twelve inch. That'd be great. Just don't want to shoot ten and under. So. Alrighty, that's uh, that's this episode this week. I know it's nice and it's short, but here's here's some things you got. Don't hang up quite yet on me. Uh, here's how you can help me: sell me some antlers, buy some mounts from me. I'll be traveling to South Dakota, North uh, Nebraska, and Eastern Colorado in the coming two weeks. So get a hold of me. Some of the podcasts we have coming up 
is I haven't forgotten about going traditional. I ordered my Hoyt Satori and I'm going to try it. I've got a late season dough tag and I'm sure some of you trad shooters are telling me you don't have enough time to get proficient with that. We'll see. Uh, you're probably right. I'll, I'll just try it out in the yard first and we'll see where the comfort level is. Also have an episode coming with uh, a mentor of mine, a friend on uh, some foodie parts of hunting. Got a, another lady gonna chat. She's a hunting guide, and we're gonna bring her on, talk about some different guiding things and and some what worked, what didn't work when elk hunting. Also gonna bring on a legislator right here before an election. Got a wolf episode coming on. We're gonna chat with uh, another person on some over the counter rifle seasons trapping stuff family friendly hunts uh we've got an episode uh planned with 12 hike they've been a a kind of a fun partner in podcasting they run a little podcast as well getting started about the same time i did so uh that's been uh fun to to learn with another podcaster got my buddy matt just killed a stud of a bull and we're going to bring him on at the end of the season and, and share his story. He's got kind of a cool story in his archery world. And a few other things. So we'll uh, we'll get rolling with uh, uh, some better interviews or more interviews with some folks instead of just listening to me. So bear with me. It's hunting season. Uh, until then, make sure you get out and do something besides them big game hunts. See if you can fit some fishing in, fit some small game hunts in, something to just keep honing your skills and getting in the field so thanks for listening and again thank you you'd think with four of us spread out on a tiny island that the task of tagging a whitetail would not be a big thing but as I've learned no matter where I've been whitetails can be damn tricky Pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.